You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Um, Nick, we, we, we broke down a little bit of what the 49ers are going to do offensively and, and kind of the problems that they present to this Broncos defense. But I want to jump into a little bit of the Broncos offense going against this 49ers defense. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that this 49ers defense has, has some good players and obviously they have some, some nice pass rushers and things like that. But I think we can both agree that the Broncos just need to fix things on their end uh, before they're they're totally focused on their opponent right now. And, and then that starts in the red zone. Uh, 0 for 6, we've talked about it a lot. 0 for 5 in goal-to-go goal situations as well. Uh, Russell Wilson broke it down yesterday, kind of went through every single uh, scenario in the red zone and, and said, you know, we were this close to scoring on every single one of those. Nick, when you look at the red zone issues, do you look at it like Russell Wilson did where he's like, hey, we've had two fumbles on the one-yard line. We've you know, been an inch away on the Eric Tomlinson touchdown. We had a false start by Cortland Sutton on what should have been an Andrew Beck touchdown. I mean, he kind of just went through the whole list. Do you look at it that way or do you look at it as a bigger issue for them in the red zone right now? No, uh, George, I, I look at it the same way because that's the way that it's been presented. The team has moved the ball down the field against their uh, opening two um, teams that they played against. But once they get inside the red zone, it's just like the level of focus really hasn't been there. The fumbles, the false starts, taking points off the board. And I know we don't want to live in a world of if I could have, would have, should have. But as a coach and as a player, you do look at those numbers and you say, okay, well, this is how close we were. Take, take into account, once again, we know, you know, Nathaniel Hackett runs a version of the same offense that Kyle Shanahan runs. Even when Jimmy G came in, guess what? They were two for five in the red zone. They had their fumbles. They had their troubles as well. And, and once again, inside the red zone, every team in the NFL, they have trouble because that, that feel that they were used to having is now been reduced. And not too many offensive coordinators have a lot of plays in their playbook to capitalize off of that short space. So typically what you want to do, George, and, and this is what I hope that Nathaniel Hackett is really thinking about, we're talking about those short, quick throws. Like right now, as soon as the guy turned around, throw it to him. But more importantly, going back to what Kyle said, leaning on the run game. Maybe we should do that a little more in the red zone. I know the defense will be prepared for it, but the Broncos seem to have had a lot of success. And if your offense is worth their salt, the way I think this offensive line, if you can't move a guy off his spot one yard, two yards, then that's going to be a problem right there within itself. So it's, it's keeping things in perspective, not being in a panic mode. It's just the fact of saying, okay, well, we were able to get down in that red zone area, and this would be Russell Wilson, they think, Hackett talking about their offense, but we just need to finish. And for me, that should be the word for this weekend in the red zone. We have to find a way to punch it in. We have to find a way to finish. Yeah, Nick, I've got some interesting stats here if you, if you want to hear some of these stats in the red zone that I, I think are intriguing, especially they're, they're Russell Wilson focused here, but they have thrown the ball 18 times in the red zone through two games. 
That's the third most in the league. Uh, I guess set, tied for second most behind only Joe Flacco with the Jets uh, and then Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, who's also thrown 18 times. Russell Wilson is 8 of 18, so not very good in the red zone right now. But here's here's the optimistic stat that Broncos fans should be like, okay, it's eventually going to come. Since 2017, Russell Wilson is second in the league in, in of quarterbacks in red zone touchdowns. He's he scored 118 touchdowns in the red zone since 2017. The only person who has more is Tom Brady at 120. Uh, eight of those, I think it's eight of those 118 touchdowns are rushing touchdowns from Russell Wilson. So I know a lot of people are like, why isn't Russell running the ball more? In the red zone, history shows he's really not been one that's scrambling and scoring touchdowns like I think a lot of us assume he is. Uh, he's typically throwing the ball. So that's that kind of tells you like, hey, uh, you know, they're not scoring right now, but history shows in Russell Wilson's career, he's eventually going to get into the end zone uh, in the red zone areas. And he, and he talked a little bit about that yesterday was like, hey, I've scored a lot of red zone touchdowns. Sometimes it's really easy. Sometimes it's really contested, uh, as we've seen so far with the Broncos down there. But at the end of the day, Nick, uh, it's all about execution. So um, are, are you surprised at all with the way Russell's you know, played in the red zone? And how much of that do you put on uh, those players versus, again, Nathaniel Hackett's gotten a ton of criticism lately. But how much is, is the execution just on the players down there? Uh, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, two things can be right at the same time. Uh, play calling, scheming, and execution. I mean, what were we just talking about? As far as the lack of focus inside the red zone, that that's execution within itself. You're following the ball, guys are jumping off sides or a false start. Uh, it, it's another thing that you know it, the execution seems to be there, and then you have your quarterback just kind of throwing interception. That's entirely different. We're not really seeing that, but Russell Wilson is going inside the red zone. This is for Russell or any other quarterback in the red zone, college or the pros, because you lose a lot of real estate in the red zone. Your quarterback has to be special, especially with the decision-making, whether to throw it or whether to run it. And sometimes you need a quarterback that's mobile, that's going to extend the play and draw the defense. And just think about it, George. You've seen that. You've seen as much football as I've seen. There's always a quarterback scrambling out the pocket. The, the defense is attracted to him like a moth to a flame. And then all of a sudden, a guy frees up in the back of the end zone or comes from the opposite side, and the quarterback sees him and throws it to him. These are the type of plays that you you have to work on. And, and hopefully uh, the Broncos are working on it because now you usually see these scramble drills out in the field. No, you need to do a scramble drill in the end zone because you need your wide receivers to uncover themselves. Don't run to a spot, stand there, and then wait. Oh, hey, I did my job. No, uncover, get free. Going back to the Seattle game against the San Francisco defense, it was out in the field. Tyler Lockett. He ran from the left side to the right side, freed up and created some space and gave Geno Smith an adequate target to throw. This is what our receivers need to do. And this is kind of the evolution in my mind for the receiving group and that offense. Yeah. And they're going to need guys to step up, like you said, Nick. And I think that we all want to see Javante Williams uh, get the ball more down there, right? When he's averaging, you know, whatever it was, seven yards per carry last week. Um, but I do think that they'll go to Cortland Sutton. He seems like Cortland has become a go-to guy in this offense when you talk about the chemistry that he has with Russell Wilson. And, and Wilson, again, talked about that yesterday and just what Cortland brings to this offense. But it's going to be interesting to see if they can finally 
it feels Nick, it feels just like there's like an invisible wall on the goal line for the Broncos right now. And they just yeah. need to break through it, right? They just need to get over that hump, get one in the end zone, and and everything will be okay. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they approach that. Nick, what maybe stands out about this 49ers defense? We, we've talked a little bit about the Broncos offense, but what what exactly stands out? What, what are they good at? Uh, I know they've got, again, they've got some nice pass rushers up front, but uh, they've also got some veterans there at linebacker. Um, what maybe stands out about this group? Well, they have playmakers on all through levels, and you definitely have to do that if you're going to be a decent defense in this league. Fred Warner, man in that middle linebacker position. He's the guy that gets everyone lined up, guy with the green dot on his helmet, and he's one of those sideline-to-sideline type of linebackers. He's a guy that can hit, shed, and make those tackles as well. And you think about, you know, uh, Nick Bosa, right? I mean, what more can I say about him? When you look at uh, guys who are leading sacks in the league, I believe he's third in, in, in sacks. So he's definitely a guy that you want to pay attention to. You don't want to just kind of give him all your attention. You create a one-on-one matchups across the board, but still you want to make sure that you know where he is. Uh, Manuel Mosley playing that corner position. He plays with a certain type of mentality and aggressiveness. No, does he have the talent of a guy like uh, PS2? No, but he is scrappy and he will get after you. And their safety, Bufanga, uh, number 29, they bring him down in the box at times and they will blitz him. And, and we're talking about D'Amico Ryan's not just blitzing him on downs that you think are a blitz downs like third down. No, they were bringing him down and he would blitz off the edge even on first down. So they have playmakers on that, their team and their playmakers defensively have really helped kind of pan and smooth things out, both for Jimmy G and for Trey Lance. So these are some of the things that you definitely – uh, need to uh, look at and think about when you're facing this offense. But I want to go back to something you said, and you brought up Cortland Sutton and Russell talking about Cortland, how great he is, the catch radius, and all of that. Do you feel in this game, with Jerry Judy being day-to-day, um, if he does play, you don't know how much he's going to play, especially with those ribs. Do you do you think that they there may be too much offensive focus on getting Cortland Sutton the ball because he is now wide receiver one? I don't think there's too much focus. I don't think when you have a player as good as Cortland, I don't think you it's like and maybe Debo's is an extreme example. But like when you have a really good player, you want to get him the football. And I think Cortland showed last week that he can do some great things when you throw it his way. Um, Now, I do think they're playing a much better defense this week. I mean, we, we talked a lot about the 49ers offense and this being the biggest test that the Broncos defense has had. This is also going to be the best, you know, defense that they've played so far. Uh, when you talk about some of the guys that they have in San Francisco. So, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, look, if if, if Jerry can't go, then Cortland's going to get a lot of targets, right? Um, and they're going to – but they're also going to need guys like Kendall Hinton and Tyree Cleveland and Montreal Washington and maybe Jalen Virgil if he gets called up. Those guys are going to have to step up because the 49ers obviously are going to key in on a guy like Cortland Sutton and say, hey, we're going to shut him down. You're going to have to go somewhere else with the football. And so those other guys uh, are going to have to come up with plays, but no, I mean, I think when you have a really good player, a pro bowl type player in, in, in Cortland Sutton, I don't think you can ever overemphasize. Do, do you agree with that? No, I mean, I do agree with that, but I mean, the 49ers know, I mean, they, they, they yeah. get the injury report. They know what's going on uh, with, with Jerry Judy and the wide receivers here. So they know that there may be a, a more uh, heavy emphasis on getting Cortland the ball more than, 
uh, they've done it so far this season. So with that being said, if I'm just an album and I am Nathaniel Hackett, I'm making sure I'm having those meetings and saying, okay, listen, we, we know what they know. So why don't we try to get other guys involved? Because when we look at the, the box score at the end of the game, I, I want to see that Russell did a great job of spreading the ball around. Even if Corlin has another game where he has over 100 yards receiving, that's okay. But when we see that he's been spreading the ball around, that means that defensive coordinator for 49ers, D'Amico Ryans, he just can't look at one player and say, well, we're going to shift our defense sort of like uh, in baseball when they kind of shift a certain way when they know a guy is going to hit in a certain direction. No, we want to make sure that there is versatility in the offense and we're forcing the defense to defend horizontally and vertically. So I want to see the tight ends utilized more. That that touchdown by Saubert, you know, outside the 20 or inside the 20, rather, to me, that should make the 49ers a little leery because now if you're able to get Saubert in the scene, you're able to get one of those passes, now you make the linebacker starting to, you know, drift back a little more. Fred Warner has to drift back more. Now the underneath routes are there. You can dump down and the checkdowns to the running backs in the backfield, and that's how you really soften up this defense to a point where you can, you know, it's, like, it's almost like whatever you want to do is, is, is there uh, for you, but you can only do that if you are spreading the ball around. That's why I'm not really high on just trying to focus on getting caught and setting the ball. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to have a, a certain type of balance, right? Like you can't yeah. just throw out the court line on every single play, even though it, it seemed like that's what they did in the second half last week against Houston. But it's one thing to do it against the Texans and another to do it against the 49ers, right? So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But I agree with the tight ends. You know, I, I feel like they've tried to utilize them at times. I just don't know if they have the talent right now at that spot. Like I, I think Eric Sauber, Eric Tomlinson – um, you know, are, are nice players and, and they're really good blockers. Andrew Beck could probably fit in there as well. Like they, they're really good in the run game and do some nice things. Uh, Albert O, I want to see more from him, right? Like we were, we thought he could be an elite tight end in this league and we just haven't seen it yet. Uh, and Eric, Eric Sobert made a great grab last week, but I don't think you can expect that from him all the time in terms of being a pass catcher. So I think that they really need to improve on that. And, and obviously, you know, they're getting Greg Dulcich back here, I think, in, in a week or two. So, um, you know, I think that he could be a big boost for this offense, especially when you talk about all these receivers being down. Quickly, Nick, do you think Jerry Judy is going to play this week? Is that an injury? Ribs? Is that something that you think a guy can fight through and, and play? I feel like that's a pretty uh, – it, it I feel like that would hurt a lot. Like ribs, again, I've never had a ribs injury, but that sounds very painful for a football player. You listen, I've been hitting the ribs before and and it made me immediately go to my knees. I mean, so much so the receiver ran right past me, right? Because you're not trying to get up and trying to tackle anyone. That's a very difficult injury to deal with. Just think about it, man. I mean, as a wide receiver, you're blocking, you're running routes, you're breathing, your lungs are expanding. That that hurts and puts pressure on your ribs. And here's the other thing. The defense knows that your ribs are hurting too, George. So anytime yeah. you catch the ball, guess what we're going to do? We're going to punch at those ribs, right? Because of that. And and listen, we don't want to lose Jerry Judy uh, longer than, you know, we have to, right? It, it's a long season. If he has to sit out and those other guys have to go in, we just have to make do. And it's on the, the, the coaching staff and offensive coordinators to get those guys up to speed and put them in the right position. But if Jerry – cannot go and i'm not talking about 60 percent. i'm not talking about 70 percent. if he cannot go 
because he's having difficulties, I say don't play him. Yeah, yeah. I, look, it's a long season. Um, and as much as they want to win on Sunday Night Football and it would be a, a big win and all that, I think the game next week is actually more important when you talk about a division game in Las Vegas. You haven't, you haven't beaten the Raiders on the road in a long time. Uh, that secondary is suspect at times for the for the Raiders. I think that you'd rather have Jerry back. Same with Sertan, right? We, we could have the same discussion about Sertan. It's like, hey, if these guys aren't healthy, um, yeah, I don't think there's a there's it's worth it's not worth the risk, right, Nick? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what those guys do to uh, to you know injuries that I think the Broncos caught a break on. But again, you don't want to force it this week. So Nick, let's take a break, uh, and then we will dive into some of our uh, keys to the game. <laughs> 